Hey world, it's your girl XOJ Best, and you're back with us for another episode of Wigs Off. And we've coined this episode, Why You Masses. And I'm here with my co-host. Go ahead, girl. What's your name? Who you are? Y'all already know me. What's up? It's your girl Dree. I came back to bless y'all on the mic. Hey, Dree. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a mysterious listener that you may hear from <laughs> later on in the episode, but we're not gonna get into that right now. What is going on with you, sis? What did you do today? Um, today was real low key. It was chill. I actually worked last night. You saw me there. I was there <laughs> <laughs> Got off and went to the gym and pretty much slept the day away. And here I am. She made me so sick. I went to the gym. Oh my god! I always go to the gym. No, nah, I don't always. Don't lie to the folks. They see me be like, this bitch is fat. <laughs> Trying to change my life, y'all. <laughs> she is literally making me get back into the gym because, like. Oh my God, it feels like eons ago. <laughs> I was on a, this little workout kick and I just fell off and I fell out of grace so it's hard. Okay. We but yeah, she's, she's picked me back up and brought me back to the light, Caroline. <laughs> 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 so exciting news. We recently booked our trip to Dubai. Yeah. Are, are you excited about more, it? More than excited. You know, I'll be looking up stuff all day. I'm just. She has overwhelmed. No, she ain't got no words. <laughs> and y'all, this bitch is never speechless. <laughs> so this tells you how like this tells you how excited she is about the trip. I'm excited about Dubai. I'm excited about the layover in Paris on the way yes, to Dubai. Paris, wee wee pee pee. It's gonna be lit, literally, because it's gonna be hot as hell. Oh, but God. I'm excited. Me too, girl. So let's get into it. This topic of the day, the why you mad, sis. Tell me why you mad, sis. Ain't nobody mad. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So, girl, I came across this meme the other day and I totally related to it. And I knew that you could relate to it, too. This ought to be good. (laughs) (laughs) And it says that I hate that black women can't express emotions without having an attitude, Mm. quote unquote. Everyone else gets to be exhausted, disappointed, and frustrated, but we just have an attitude. Oh! (sighs) I just threw my phone on the table, y'all. That's what y'all heard. I understand why our emotions are not valid. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like every time a black woman says something... It's either pretentious or angry. That's what the consensus is. And it's like, I'm not angry. I'm just having a conversation with you and I'm able to express how I'm feeling. So the fact that I'm able to express how I'm feeling should not be offensive to you. But you know what makes me angry? Being accused of Of being being angry. angry. If you want to make me mad, (laughs) tell me to calm down and stop being angry. (laughs) Watch me flip a table. I'm like, don't tell me to calm down. I am calm, damn it. And now I'm not calm because you told me to be calm. Meanwhile, anger is a valid emotion in the right situation. So why am I not allowed to feel that? Or why when I feel any other emotion, it's equated to me being angry. I think in a sense that women are not able to be as expressive as men and i think that black women are even their our our emotions are magnified even more than the average woman because everybody sees us as intimidating or angry or 
I don't I don't I don't really know how to explain it because it frustrates me so bad that we're unable to be recognized for just being who we are and being able to express ourselves. Intimidating. That is a word that I hear Mm -hmm. quite often. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just my strong presence or my boisterous attitude, Mm -hmm. what it is, but even you yourself. Yeah. Thought I was a bitch when you met me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I did not feel intimidated by her presence. I was just mad because she told me I was fucking up (laughs) and nobody likes to know that they're fucking up. So I admit to that. The fact that she told me I was wrong and she corrected my behavior. I didn't like it, which which comes into play a lot, especially with black women, Mm -hmm. because if we had to lead Mm. and correct other folks behavior, they wouldn't like it. I think that it would be more acceptable if I'm going to just go ahead and say if a white man corrected them versus a black woman correcting them, because we're just so used to seeing men in power and even more so white men in power. And so for a a woman to correct you and then a black woman, a minority woman to correct Mm -hmm. you, how dare she especially in corporate america oh sure i just i mean i can't take responsibility for how you feel in my presence oh listen what you just spoke a word that says <laughs> girl me being able to express myself if that offends you that's a you problem mm-hmm. that's not a me problem i can't dictate my actions on how everybody else will feel right. or i will never act or you're gonna be bogged down with emotion <laughs> right Snap. Then you're really going to be angry. Exactly. I'm, it's so awesome to be able to have somebody that can relate to you because I think whether you're actually angry in real life, just an angry woman in general, mm-hmm. or if people just use, use that as your narrative, it can be heavy and it can weigh you down and if you're not thick skinned you can start buying into other people's narrative mm-hmm. and you'll end up waking up one morning you don't even realize who you are because you change for everybody else but who how would you describe an angry woman an actual angry woman how would you describe them if you just saw them day to day walking down the street coming to work or whatever the case may be I don't know. Maybe just like someone that's always frowned up with a resting bitch face. And that's definitely not me or <laughs> No, not us at all. Like we could go in a room full of strangers and not meet a stranger. Right. That's we literally like fun loving, right. jovial, crazy. That's our disposition. Like we could go in a room full of strangers and not any of those people feel like a stranger because we could just spark up a conversation with them. And so I don't know why is it that we even allow people to to speak that narrative around us? Is is it our jobs to stop people when they try to create that narrative for us? Well, when you do that, they're gonna call you angry. And see, it's it, like, it is your it's, responsibility. It, it, it's it's like a catch twenty two. So, example, at work. I work with a, kind of a mix of people: black people and white people, men and women. So it's kind of like equally balanced. Mm-hmm. But I have this dynamic with a couple of coworkers where we kind of like go back and forth with just each banter. other. Yeah, just bantering and verbal sparring. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a good verbal spar, you know. But they will frequently use the term, oh my God, you're so angry. Calm mm. down. Why are you mad? Stop. And I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm expressing how I feel. Exactly. And, and you should be able to understand that and not play the angry black woman card on me. And this is where I feel like it becomes 
my job to check it. If someone that's in the room of where we work, they have never met me before, and they hear this white man that's saying to me, your oh my God, you're so angry. Stop yelling. Calm down. That may be that person's first impression yeah. of me, and that becomes my narrative that I'm an angry black woman, and so they may handle me from that day forward. Or avoid you. yeah, Or avoid me yeah. and not want to work with me because my narrative became what you spoke so not only is it my job to correct you when you try to call me angry or label me that way it's your job to recognize that your words mean something and that those labels can become someone's narrative and it can not only stop people from working with them or hinder them from possibly advancing in the company and since when does standing up for your beliefs qualify you as angry? Why can't I just believe in what I say? Like, it's honest. It's how I feel. Why do I have to be angry about it? So that could lead, that could beg to a bigger question. Why aren't our feelings or beliefs taken into account when, um, when people, when people are able to express themselves freely, why is ours always so scrutinized? But that's because, and on a bigger level, uh-huh. The most disrespected or least respected person on the hierarchy of life is the black woman or the woman of color. I agree. So I 100% agree. Black women, I saw a meme. Shout out to the memes. <laughs> I saw a meme that says, black women will always be too loud for a world that never intended on listening to them. And that's so powerful. powerful. And that kind of saddens me a little bit because... In America, black women are the most educated by far, and we're the least taken seriously. Mm. That saddens me. But we could we have so much to offer to this world, to our communities, to jobs, to businesses, and yet people don't take us seriously. And they further don't take us seriously when we have a label on us that we're angry. But that's also probably because they see you as a threat too. And see, that's not my fault that you're intimidated by me. There you go. I cannot help. (laughs) That's not my responsibility. That's not my fault that you're intimidated by me. So let me tell you something. I think the worst thing about being accused of being angry, Mm -hmm. you just talked about the corporate aspect. Mm -hmm. I hate it on the friendship level. Because you should know me well enough as a friend to know my emotions and that when I'm angry or when I'm not angry or when I'm just expressing myself. I agree. So let me tell you about this incident that I had recently with a close friend Mm -hmm. who is not black. So it all started off as a joke. She was joking about me. Mm -hmm. I actually came into the story to the joke later. Right. And she was like, oh, you're so late. And I was like, I was busy. I didn't, you know, whatever. Uh It actually turned into this huge disagreement oh God, where was she so <laughs> was like literally yelling. But as she's yelling and on a tangent, she is literally saying, you're so angry. And I'm like, bro, you don't want talking like I'm not even. First of all, it was nothing for me to even be angry, angry about. about. Like Joy was there. It was nothing for me to be angry about. Like it literally started off as a joke and she was up in arms, like upset. And I just hate that it gets that way. Or, like, that you can't be that understanding of my emotions and your first dagger to pull is that, that, you're angry. that I'm angry. That I'm the angry right. one. And you're the one literally yelling, yelling and screaming. 
It was crazy to say the least that this friend was yelling. And when I say that this person was yelling, they were yelling because their normal tone is not loud at all. So she was at least two to three octaves louder than she normally is. And she was accusing uh, Dre of being angry. And I was looking like, oh my God, this is like a light snapped on. Like people have to start becoming aware of when they use those labels and when they use that narrative and why is it okay for you to be angry and express to me that you feel like I was Mm. angry but if I were to get angry and express those feelings back towards you you would then play the victim and and say I, I verbally attacked you and my biggest thing is I promise you, like, yeah, I do consider her a, co- a close friend, mm-hmm. but she has not seen me angry. Like, if I was angry, yeah, like, you, you would, would know, know it. Like, <laughs> it, it would be like a force to be reckoned with. Like, first of all, nothing in this situation, in this workplace atmosphere, or, like, nothing that we've even experienced has even qualified me to be angry. Yeah. So, when you're calling me angry, it's just so out of pocket. That's my thing. Like, I don't... Like, you haven't seen me angry, bro. And... Like, the craziest thing is, like, she's also even said in the past, like, well, in my family, mm-hmm. when people are raising their voices, it means it's an argument or, like, it's just a negative environment. Well, you've also been around my family. And <laughs> it's loud as hell. Right. Like, you can hear my, my folks up the street. Like, when you the, onto the block. When I pull up on the block, I know it's a party. Right. Because I'm, I'm going to hear her so folks down like, the street. I think, I think that might also go with upbringing or just the way you were raised, too. And again, it's just a cultural difference. Definitely a cultural difference. Because when I come to your house, I automatically feel at home. When right. they loud, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, man. I'm right I'm at home, family. <laughs> shit, yeah. It's like, I'm right at fucking home. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I started hollering right along with you because it's not, we're not hollering. We're just loud. We're just <laughs> celebrating. We're just basking in the moment. Like, we're enjoying each other's company. Now, I will say it doesn't help at my house. It's like a cathedral. So yes. <laughs> we're already loud regardless. Hello, you hello, get, hello, hello, hello. You get a couple of us together. <laughs> But it sounds like the Georgia Mass Choir, but <laughs> But it's just it, it. So that being said, could we not be as offended by people that are outside of our race that label us angry because it's a cultural thing, and maybe they honestly don't know that my elevated tone is not me being angry, or are they definitely aware? That they're using it as a weapon and that's how they are able to curve their relationship with us or how they deal with us or how they handle us. Because if I once I label you angry, no one takes you seriously. I automatically take your power away from you. So which is it? I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it depends on the relationship. Uh-huh. Because as a close friend, she shouldn't be calling me angry when I'm not angry. You should know my emotions. You should know my level of upset right so you should know when i'm not angry but maybe as a stranger i could probably be more understanding of Mm -hmm. them not knowing maybe they don't know this is my personality but at the same time sometimes you're calling me angry and it's just not even a place like why would i be upset that you dropped those papers over there and those ain't my papers like why would that (laughs) anger me (laughs) so for a friend 
how would you even come about having that conversation? Like, hey, it really upsets me when you call me angry and you're lending to the angry black woman stereotype. Or do I just say, hey, I'm not angry and I don't like when you say I'm angry because it makes me angry. Do you want to see me angry? <laughs> <laughs> Leave out that last part. But I would say that you just go directly to them and say, like, don't call me angry. Yeah. That's the one thing that makes me angry, especially when I'm not angry. So, but if I tell you that's my trigger, so, many times. <laughs> so, so when, if I tell you that's my trigger, then I've been giving you the I've ammunition. You the well, then at the same, or, or yeah, okay, I'm, I'm seeing it from a different perspective. <laughs> I'm going to say, if they don't respect it, then yes. If they take that in, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to call you angry anymore. I understand that that actually upsets you yeah. or that gives you that narrative and mm-hmm. I shouldn't do it and they take that and run with it okay that's great now if they take that and do use that as ammunition like you said then we got an issue right like cause you I just told you what the problem was mm-hmm. and you are not respecting me enough to even try to adhere to it so is that can I talk to my co-workers in that same manner I wouldn't see why not I mean, because we work with these people a lot. We work long That's hours. I see these folks more than my family. Right. So am I able to be honest with you and tell you, hey, I don't like that you use this and you don't realize that your words have power or me telling them this gives them more power. So it's like a catch-22. I can see what you're saying. I don't know. I think like the adult thing to do would mm-hmm. be to hit it, hit it straight on. Mm-hmm. But... Like you said, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, you can't give people that ammunition. Right. Or, you know, you can't, like, sometimes confiding in folks is definitely, it makes you weaker because they have yeah. to, to hold against you. Oh, my God. I am an infamous over We know. So, trust me. <laughs> I understand on that part. But this is what really blows my mind. If I were, if I were Jim Bean and not Joy Bester, oh and I was strong-willed or strong-minded, and I had great leadership abilities and I had great communication skills and I wasn't afraid of confrontation. I didn't back down. I stuck to my guns and whatever I believed in and I stood up for myself. I would be the CEO of a company. You would get a pat on the back and right. a Christmas bonus. <laughs> but because I'm a black woman, I'm just angry. That's the world we live in, especially, like I said, when it comes to corporate America. How do we fix that? Can black women fix that? Or do we have to depend on other allies to help us fix that? I hate that. I think you should always be able to speak your truth. I I mean, unfortunately, that's just not how it goes sometimes. Right. Like, you should be comfortable enough to speak your truth. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you might have to use the ally. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it does help to be like, even not even necessarily someone who's not of color, Mm -hmm. just someone they don't see as a threat. Right. Like I hate that we we're might we might even be seen as threats. But take for instance someone like Rashad. Yeah. I think he's pretty friendly and he's pretty mild mannered. He's actually one of the other people that call me angry. He calls us angry quite frequently. Angry. By Rashad. Shame on you. <laughs> You're lending to that angry angry girl narrative. <laughs> yeah, I go put blow his uh comments up with angry face emotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh I think uh he might be seen as less of a threat. So maybe if we enter the room with him, he's our ally. And they're like, oh, well, Bob Shot's cool with him. So maybe they ain't so bad. I mean, I hate that it has to go that way, but sometimes it does take 
other people to open someone else's eyes so they can see the bigger picture. I hate that because I feel like we as a people should be able to pull up our bootstraps and defend ourselves and make ourselves great again. Oh my God, did I just quote 45? Oh Lord. Did I just quote 45? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> did I just quote 45? <laughs> but no, really. We should not have to depend on other people to make us seem more great or be able to relate to us more. I feel like we should be able to do that on our own. But in this climate that we live in, can black women do that? I think we need allies. You know, like the catch 22 or the big contradiction behind all this, like going back to what you were saying about um, a white man being seen differently than a black woman. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing is, in history, nowhere in history has the docile person ever been successful. Ever. Like, you always have to take the horse by the reins yep. and stand up for yourself. You always, that's always been the demeanor that has changed history. Right. But when it comes to 2019 and corporate America, or just in life in general, standing up for yourself or being boisterous or just loud in general, talking yeah. louder makes you the angry one. So, I kind of just had a light bulb go off in my head. Since the beginning of time, women have been seen as the weak ones. Mm -hmm. And as you said, men were known as the leaders, the strong ones, and the weak people were docile and women were labeled docile. But the fact that black women are different and we're more expressive and we're um, more able to stand in our ownness and oneness and, and say what we feel and mean it. Maybe that makes people scared of us because they're not used to women doing because that. Because we hold the power. But I don't even, I won't even say black woman in that case, just because across history, again, yeah. every, there's a great woman behind every man. I agree. So, I mean, shout out to the women. Yeah. You know, girl power. Yes, girl power. So, I think they, they do see us as a threat. So, they kind of, they have to keep us, quote unquote, in our place. Yeah. So, that women don't take over. Oh, my God. This world would be a whole better place if, if the women actually did take over. Man, you know what? We need a woman president. Kamala Harris, please come come oh, collect these folks. I'm not with Elizabeth Kamala, Warren. I'm not with Kamala Harris. Really? All skin folk ain't kin folk. Oh. <laughs> she said it. Okay, I like Elizabeth Warren, too. But like, I'll take her. I agree with what you said. All skin folk ain't kin folk because you see how how Byrishad be labeling us angry. <laughs> <laughs> and out of all the people that we're closest to, he should know. He has actually the other day, I think he, like since we were like talking about doing this episode, he, uh -huh. has, make it, he has made A an conscious effort, effort. Mm -hmm. to not do it. So the other day, like me and him have like a crazy relationship and no one has ever seen us together. So they made me see. He was like, there you go getting all passionate. I was like, I like, I like it. Passionate. I like I said, it. Two weeks ago, he was like, there you go being all angry. I said, thank you. I well, appreciate it. I put some happy faces in the comments. <laughs> see, that's, that's good equal. Yeah. Good and equal. <laughs> Angry face, happy face. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Byron Shot for making a conscious effort. But that's so, what you would expect of a friend. And that's what happens when you actually are 
straightforward with it and mm-hmm. they actually take in what you're saying instead of just it. brushing it off like mm-hmm. he actually took in that we don't want that angry black woman narrative on us or you know just attached to us in general so right. he's gonna I, I appreciate him for taking the step and trying to change it that was great the fact we were talking about communication and stuff the other day and people respecting you and not just that you can say i'm sorry if i offended you but just the fact that you could say i understand i understand where you're i understand where you're coming from i hear you dree i understand where you're coming from i don't agree but we can agree to disagree exactly and i'm okay with that like we don't i'm okay with that adults like we don't have the same, you know, me and you disagree all the time. All the time. We're, like, we're so much we're so alike, similar, but, but we so disagree different. all the time. So going back to Byrashad, if he were to revert back to calling you angry, would you side-eye the friendship and be like, oh, he's not respecting this friendship anymore. I have to handle him different or deal with him different or possibly cut him off. Uh, it just depends on the situation, but I definitely would feel like that level of respect has come down because you took heed of what I was saying. Yeah. But now you're pretty much using this ammunition against me, mm-hmm. either trying to rile me or I don't know. But I would have to have a talk with him. It just depends. But I think it would be definitely a lack of respect if he used that ammunition against me after already having the conversation saying that that bothered me. Right. So does the closer the relationship mean that they have to be more accountable for when they're doing it or you hold everybody equally accountable? I think the closer the relationship, he would be held more accountable or they would be held more accountable just because you should know me ins and outs. Yeah. Like that's the point that that's that goes back to friend relationships. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a different levels of friendships just because so this is up there like close friends mm-hmm. and if he can't like respect what i'm saying and goes back or goes against me mm-hmm. like it, we don't have a problem like we, we, can, I, we can speak about it like adults but we don't have a problem we're strictly using by rashad as an example this doesn't happen happen that often <laughs> as we're making it seem like but one thing that me and ak talked about one time is the people that are closest to you, you should oh, give them right. the most leeway and the people that you're not as close to, you should hold their ass to the fire. So just playing devil's advocate, should we be more inclined to forgive Byron Shot or anybody else that's in our close circle for doing that because we know they actually they love right. us, they're close to us, they actually understand it, or, you know, I'm chopping the stranger head off because, listen... I don't know you. I don't owe you shit. So I'm going to call a spade a spade and it is what it is. It's a case by case basis. Okay. Now, if we talk about just anger, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to let him go like, hey, you said you was going to quit doing that shit. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> now, if it's something else, if uh-huh. somebody else, like, yeah, I might have to chop their head off. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was saying that as black women, we need allies in order to change this stigma. And so what I want the people around me to know, whether you're a friend or someone I work with or someone that I may come in contact with, that you have to have awareness. Let me say it again for the church folks in the back that might not have heard me. You have to have some awareness. You have to be aware that when I check your ass and express that I don't like that narrative, that stigma, that stereotype of being angry, you have to have the awareness to say, 
oh, she didn't like that. Let me not do it. Let me not say that anymore. My words have power. And not only be aware, but also be supportive and spread the word right. and let other people know, like, hey, cut that out. She's not actually angry. Like, let her express herself. That's cool. Like, she's excited. She's just loud. This is the situation. She's not upset. Right. And it's so crazy that we as middle class women are having this experience, but it reaches Every socioeconomic status that you could even think of because Serena Williams is one of the best athletes in this world. Not the best woman athlete, not the best black woman athlete, but she's one of the top tier athletes in this world. And she's even dealt with this narrative. I remember one time she had a match that uh, she was very upset that she lost and she smashed her tennis racket on the ground. And people were like, oh, my God, she's so angry. She's such an angry black woman. Oh, my God, we can't support her. The men tennis players do that all the time. They do that shit all the time, smashing a tennis racket. And maybe if you sat your ass back and thought about it, she wasn't upset that she fucking lost the match. Maybe she was upset with herself because she felt like she didn't perform the way that she needed to perform or she could have done better or her head wasn't right in the game. Maybe that's how she checks herself. Because guess what? Anger is a valid emotion in the right circumstance. So that could have definitely been befitting of that day. You know? Right. I totally agree. I feel like all of our emotions should be validated, but it just sucks that we have to justify anger because unfortunately when it comes to white women they're often described as sassy or spunky Mm -hmm. but let a black woman do the exact same thing we're automatically considered angry i agree and i hate that so can we look to white women and say we need you like no, <laughs> why are you looking at me? Be crazy? my ally. No, no, I, they shouldn't have to carry us across the river. Just as a womanhood, though, they should understand things from our point should, of view. But you even can't if, make them understand either, though. Right, we can't make them understand, and that sucks. But we need somebody because apparently it's not working the way that we're going about it. If this, like you said earlier, if this person mm-hmm. is your friend, your ally, mm-hmm. they need to help spread the word. Like. It sounds like it's a mission to spread the word. <laughs> we need to get everybody involved in this we cause. We should make signs. Help black women <laughs> not be considered angry. And that sounds so silly, but at its, at its core, it has some validity. Yeah. We need somebody to be like, I got you, sis. I understand. Speak up for us. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Since the beginning of time. Women have needed each other and men have needed women. So hmm. the fact that one sector of womanhood is saying we need this attention, we need a spotlight on this and people need to understand where we're coming from. It's not wrong. I felt like this was a great topic, but to kind of wrap it up, I need everybody to understand that it is a woman's prerogative to be angry. And that is a valid emotion. I am the owner of my feelings and emotions, and you have to be okay with that. And again, to all our allies and friends who say they support us, check yourself and be aware of the things that you say and the power that your words hold. And I want to leave a question to the people that are listening. Why is it that black women have never had the privilege to have rage? Let us know what you think on our IG or Facebook page. Peace out.
And you know we like to get into the hey girl, what's going on? And it's coming to you from Westside Dream. <laughs> so a friend sent me an article the other day and just wanted to know my input or what I would do on this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's going to blow your mind. So take a seat. I'll give you a second. <laughs> First of all, let's just start with the title. It's titled, My Husband Shares Me With His Best Friend. What? So, this lady is basically writing in. Uh, she tells us she's been with this guy for 11 years. They've been married for nine, and they have two six-year-old boys together. Mm. Um, she stumbled upon this information by going through his phone. Oh, Ooh. Lord, girl. That's, that's, a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother issue in itself. <laughs> but basically, his phone was going off while he was in the shower, and she basically read some messages between him and his best friend. It's a guy. Oh. That he had been sharing some very detailed information with him about their sexual love life. Is he gay, sis? <laughs> <laughs> And the weird thing is, she even thinks, well, it's all weird. She thinks even at one point she left him on the phone while they were intimate. Wow. So, it basically sums up that she was hurt, arguably, Mm -hmm. but she's going to try to stick it out and work through it. So, what did he share with his best friend specifically? Um, Everything from nudes that she has sent him he's just passed them along to him so the nudes that his wife sent him he, he sent to his to best friend. friend what the fuck along with just other sexually explicit things that they do together like whether it's she did this last night or i did this to her oh my god she wore this little sexy number and then i bent her over whatever the case may be and you said that he he's left sharing. the phone open one time when he were when he was having sex with his wife yeah Oh, my God. So, I know that you all hear this mystery voice that I was telling you about at the beginning of the show. And I'm going to let her introduce herself because she got some, hey, girl, what's going on to do? (laughs) Hey, y'all. This is Miss Aggie J checking in. I've been listening all night for the podcast, but I'm about to to tune in right now on this little situation. Ooh, child. Well, Aggie ass. (laughs) In this situation, what would you do? You think you'd be able to stick it out? You know, the fact that you said they've been together so long and married all those years, it would have to, I would work with it, you know, the situation. I don't think it's a deal breaker, but it's definitely going to take some time to get everything back on track. Because for one, that's embarrassing. So embarrassing. So I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed reading reading it. it. Yes. Right. So the fact that it's so embarrassing, it's like, how do you come back from that? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what the the conversation would be like with my husband. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? See, but the, the fact that it befuddles you tells me that I could not ever trust you again. The trust right. has been mm-hmm. broken. So we are married and certain things we keep in our marriage that nobody else knows about. But you're now sharing those secrets with, with your best party. friend. Yeah. So I don't feel comfortable sharing anything else with you ever again. I will no longer trust you. And I don't know if I could get past this. This is why we took a vow under God and in front of a lot of witnesses that it was us for a lifetime. A sacred marriage. But, it, but, but it's no longer us. It's us and Jimmy John or whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. That's disgusting. Um, 
and they had kids together, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust my kids around his best friend. It's like, what would you do next if you were willing to share my news with your best friend? Because imagine, just think about all the times, like, that this, uh, you know, as long as it's been going on, just right. think about all the times he's been around, like, hey, girl, how you doing? You know, like, hugging or, you know, you having a conversation. Know how long this has been, been going, going on. on. Right. Like, what has this been going on since the beginning of the relationship? Like, did he see that racy number that I wore for him that time? Right. Like, you is know? he undressing me? with his eyes every time he like it would be so me. weird like I can't even imagine like greeting this man walking through my door like hey Sean give him a hug right now he's like secretly like mind fucking you mm-hmm. yeah it's so weird like just to have that level of violation like oh my god I can't even explain the level of violation okay I don't know if you said because I kind of see where you're coming from, Aggie J, with the number of years that they've been married. It was 11, right? You said 11 years? Uh, 11 years together, nine years. That's married. a long time. But see, that's a long time. But at the same time, how long, how long have you been violating, violating me? I lose my sense of security with you. Your exactly. husband is supposed to be your sense of security. Your safe place. Your safe place. And you no longer have that safe place. So it's like, what the fuck am I to do now? That's true. And if you would do that, what would you do next? Are my kids are my kids safe around your friend? And if I were to work it out, Jimmy John slash son would have to be gone. <laughs> Point blank period. Either you choose your friend or you choose your marriage. I because totally understand that. I just... My, I think I am more like mind boggled by what was he trying to get from this? What right. does he get out what of it? Like, is it infatuation for like, him? Most or? men are like, that's my girl, pulls her closer. Right. You can't You're, touch exposed. Her. You're sharing her with right. him. And God knows whoever it's only else because he done forwarded that. You just, right. right. Because we don't know that Jimmy John slash Sean, mm-hmm. like, who he, how are we to be sure that he's keeping it to himself? Right. Or how do we know that hubby is. Only sharing it with Jimmy John, right? Like he, this is this just who you caught him with, right? right? I could be on a fucking site or some shit, you right? Never you know. on Pornhub and don't even know it, right? I don't, I don't dream. Could you forgive your man? I don't know. It's hard. I don't trust. Is like a big, oh, it's so big. It's, it's surmountable. Big <laughs> like, and once that's violated, I don't think I would be able. I would not even be comfortable around him anymore. Anymore. Like, like you said, that's supposed to be my safe place. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I'm supposed to be able to confide in you. Like right. I can't, I can't trust you with anything. So I think I would actually have to let it go. Yeah, you feel violated, you know, exposed. Yeah. Just exactly. like it, this, this is basically another form of sexual assault. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I agree totally. I don't know who this woman is, but I definitely sympathize and empathize yeah. with her. And 11 years is a lot of years to throw down the drain. And you have to think about your kids. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, you have to think about yourself. You have to put yourself first. Can't because. <laughs> and you know these men love these chains of fools, honey. Don't be the link in the chain. Chain, chain, chain. <laughs> Shout out to Rita for that. <laughs> you can't be a link in the chain. I... I would have to dissolve my marriage, point blank in a period. If he couldn't let Jimmy John shine. Oh, yeah, because go. he got to go. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. no longer he's your friend. That friendship your is friend. canceled. He ain't allowed yeah. to be in my house. He ain't allowed to be on my property. He definitely ain't allowed to be around my, my kids. kids. That's right. if I decided to work it out. To, to try to work it out. That's a hard if. Ooh, girl, that that's a lot it's going so on. It's so messy. Hey, girl, that's a lot going on. Honey, <laughs> that's some piping hot tea right there. Yeah, yes, it is. Ooh. Good luck with that, whoever you are. Um, and we'll be back with your brand blast of the week. 
This your girl, Miss Aggie J, coming to y'all with the Brand Blast of the Week. And this week, the Brand Blast is from Ari DeBrin Art. And she is an oil painter and graphite artist who specializes in portraits of women of color. Yes. Yes. <laughs> her original paintings can be viewed and purchased on her website at www.aridebrinart.com. And that's A R I E. D-E-B-R-E-N-A-R-T.com. Uh, she also takes custom or commission requests via her email at aridebrinart at gmail.com. Make sure y'all go check this out. Yes, we have to get into supporting black business. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> so make sure you head on over to the Wigs Off podcast IG or Facebook page and we will be sure to blast this brand of the week and so if you did not catch what aggie j said you can catch her at ari debrin art on facebook or instagram or head on over to the wigs off ig page and we will blast this brand of the week sis hey and we'll be back with our affirmation of the week and you know we like to end on a positive affirmation so here it is I release my need to impress others. I know that I have nothing to prove. I choose to accept myself the way I am. I am a strong black woman. Hey. Shout out to all the black queens. And we out.